Every town has at least one local myth or legend, either passed down through generations or created from the minds of present locals. These tales of mystery, often tied to specific locations, draw in all sorts of people in search of a thrill, the reputation of these sites acting as a beacon. There are places that are not known to hold any epic folklore or stories of dark secrets, but we are still fascinated and still summoned by something, be it merely strange architecture, our eager imagination, or could it be an undiscovered energy reaching out through the veil? It was a warm summer night in Orange County, California. Lee, his girlfriend Maya, and her two friends had just finished a movie and were standing in the theater parking lot deciding what to do for the rest of the night. The group being minors, and it being past midnight, did not give them many options. After some time of deliberation, Maya proposed that they go to the house in the hills that her mother told her was haunted. This piqued the group's interest and they were off, with Lee driving Maya's car, while she regaled them with the tale her mother had told her. The house was an expensive-looking mansion of a home, at the end of a mildly secluded area. Being a very different design from the surrounding homes, it loomed over the neighborhood like a perched owl. Once parked on the street in front of the home, you could see a candle being lit and then being extinguished in one of the dozens of front windows. Maya explained how this would then repeat, in random order, through each one of the windows. Her two friends were relieved to learn that they wouldn't be getting out of the car, as they were excited but apprehensive of the possible danger. The group finally arrived at the location, and Lee parked on the street as instructed. They then watched in amazement as a candle was lit, then suddenly extinguished, only to instantly be lit in another window on the other side of the home. Lee then realized this was occurring at such a high speed, this strange display would take a team of a dozen to accomplish so well. Maya brought attention to the fact that they could not see a match or lighter being struck to light these candles. The flames seemed to materialize from the darkness. Maya, being a bit of an adrenaline junkie, began teasing Lee that he was too afraid to drive up the long, curved, private driveway to the haunted mansion. Much to Maya's friend's disagreement, Lee gave in to the barrage of teasing and began driving towards the private driveway. The three girls giggled and joked to each other about how Lee would turn the car around any second. They didn't believe he would actually continue. The inside of the car was then silent as they realized Lee was turning up into the private path. They reached the end of the turn and could see the pillared entrance to the large home at the end of the long, dark driveway. Suddenly, someone or something violently jumped on the hood of the car while making a horrible sound. It was an old woman with bright white hair, wearing a white nightgown. Her skin was tanned and aged, and her hair was sticking up in all directions. She was howling at the top of her lungs and clawing at the windshield, while the inside of the car erupted into shrieks of terror. Lee then threw the car into reverse and slammed on the gas, somehow maneuvering the sharp turn at great speed and throwing the crazed woman from the hood of the vehicle back into the dark. Reaching what the petrified group thought to be a safe distance, Lee pulled over the car and they tried to make sense of what had just occurred. Maya and her friends were positive they had just seen a ghost or an apparition and were almost high from the adrenaline rush. Lee, being skeptical, inspected the hood and surrounding area of his girlfriend's car but was unable to find a single mark made by the rabid figure. Still worried he might have hurt someone, after dropping off the others and picking up his car, 
he returned to the scene. Lee was comforted by not seeing any emergency vehicles or law enforcement at the home and did his best to search the driveway without driving up again. He was unable to see or hear anyone in distress and was for a short moment at ease knowing he didn't hurt some disturbed woman. Fear creeped back up his spine when the questions arose. Who or what attacked the car? And what would have happened if it got in? With so many unanswered questions, we began an investigation into the area and its local lore. Once a place of legend and a landmark for traveling native people, to a site of industrialized intrusion, in the 1880s the location became the venue for a mining operation due to the allure of its mercury-rich crimson soil. Several companies would dig multiple mine shafts into the surrounding area, all in vain, as none of the mining companies could make enough of a profit from their endeavors. Most of the entrances to the mine shafts have been sealed off with concrete and rubble, and the spot has since been developed into a private housing tract for the wealthy of Orange County. Does the energy of a place change with its present use? With such a layered history, we have to wonder, where did the candlelight come from, and who or what so aggressively assaulted Maya's car? Maybe the owners of the home at the time were having some fun by creating the illusion of a materializing flame and making it seem to vanish and reappear, window to window. The candlelight could also simply be a form of decorative lighting using creative timing and techniques to give the look of small dancing flames. The violent figure may have been the homeowner, tired of teens intruding on their property, lashing out in anger. It's possible this figure was just a mentally unstable elderly woman who wandered out of her home and wasn't in control of herself. If it was a person of any kind, and how could there be no marks left on the vehicle? Not a single dent or scratch. While researching the home, one of the mine shaft entrances was discovered on the plans, the location of which happens to be directly at the bend in the driveway, where the crazed woman attacked the four teens. With the dangers of mining and the struggles of the past, how many lives were lost there? What past violent events transpired, never coming to light? Could the frightening attacker be someone who met a violent end at the mine, marking the spot with its pain and anguish? Or even someone driven to madness by overexposure to the mercury-rich soil of the mines, now warning those that it can to stay away? Are the ghostly flames remnants of miners or people who lost their lives in the pitch black of the lonely treacherous tunnels, now searching by the light of a fickle flame for a way out? <laughs>